0: The end of the year is upon us. It is the holiday season. And if you're a Patreon supporter of Humanize Me, you will have recently gotten my newsletter, uh, my video newsletter, in which I explain that this season is different for me and why it's different and how I'm trying to be more engaged and upbeat. And and I would say trying successfully. And part of that trying successfully to be more upbeat is surrounding myself with people who are upbeat, which is why today is a good day for me because I've got John Wright. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and John, you're relentlessly upbeat about <laughs> such stuff. I do like the holidays. I do. I know I, that you're I know that you're a Bahumbug about the holidays. I was. I was, and if if you listen to the Patreon newsletter
0: episode, it's a brief, like five or six minute video in which you, you talk about your conversion to being upbeat. I I talk about the conscious uncoupling that I have had with my humbuggery, mm. and uh, and why why I'm trying to be different. And it is not just a matter of like, oh, be positive. It's like it really is. There's a there's a whole process, which I'm not going to go into now, because honestly, many of the people listening to this podcast right now, they just come and hang out with us. And frankly, we're glad to have you, but Mm -hmm. we're, we're, but, but like, we got to hold something back, right?
1: (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) We got to withhold. Well, all I'm going to say on that topic then is that it's to the benefit of all of us that you have had this uh, revelation. It is. Especially I, I think, your, your long suffering wife, Marty. Right. I, I
0: think that's the thing. I think it's mainly, and, and that is, and Marty is the center of why I am changing. Um, I like it. Yeah. Like so it. we can talk about that. But at another time, well, actually, we already did talk about that. So we're not going to talk about it in another venue. I will tell you that, um, this, you know, most of the time you've got the questions, right? Yes. This time the question came directly to me in an email and I sent it to you.
1: Yeah. So I have it in front of me.
0: Yeah. And, and I, and, and frankly, you know, this, the choosing of this question is probably not like in my little drummer boy, happy Christmas spirit, but I, I actually, I, I, I thought it was a good question and I actually almost went to answer it to the woman who sent it. And then I thought, you know what? I get asked this question more often than you might think. So why don't we talk about it on the show?
1: And and I wanted to do it in a hurry so that it would hit her. Oh, good. So, okay. yeah. So- yeah, so, okay. So, you, you have it in front of you, but I'll read it for the benefit of everybody else. It says, hi, Bart. I'm a 26-year-old who just lost my 97-year-old grandfather a few months ago. I arrived at my parents' house to say goodbye to him less than an hour before he died. I came into his room to announce my presence, but he was asleep. So, I went to another room in the house To continue my job, I work remotely, and the next time I entered his room, he was dead. How do I grapple with the choice I made to leave him alone in his final hour? How could I not forego that small amount of work just to sit with him even while he slept when I knew that he would die soon? I deeply regret this, and I don't know how to forgive myself. He was alone in his room when he died. I could have just sat with him for the remainder of the day, but I chose not to. That is a hard question.
0: I mean, I guess it's, it's, I, it's really a hard situation and, and, you know, I'm really sorry um, to this 26 year old woman who wrote, I'm really sorry that she's grappling with this question. Mm-hmm. Um, And, and I guess, I, I guess the one thing is, uh, you know, you go like, how do I, how do I get over this? Or how do I, how do I make sense of this? And I go like, well, yeah, I think you stopped grappling with it and you admit you did the wrong thing.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, she already knows that, right? Well, yeah, I feel like I don't want to be going like, ah, it's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, it's fine. Hey, we all, we all mess up. Anyway, happy Saturday. You know, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So it, it is a thing. It's a thing that happened and it, and it does suck that that happened.
0: And and what I would say is, is a lot of times we have to comfort people who have done things that they regret, that they've done things that they know are wrong. You know, you, you sit with a friend and he's, he's got a DOI and he's, you know, maybe he's harmed somebody or maybe he hasn't, he's just lost his job or lost her reputation over it. Or you, you meet with somebody who's had an affair, you meet with somebody who, who, who like made a mistake? Like they forgot to pick up the the paperwork at at the lawyer's office, and it ends up costing their family a bunch of money, or they miss out on the house that they were going to buy. And it was just it wasn't it was just an honest mistake, but like they're feeling awful. And you go like, yeah, you you probably should have set an alarm on your clock, you know, and and. and And as somebody who makes more than my share of those mistakes, you know, thank you ADHD. um, I'm really familiar with sort of sitting there going like, oh my gosh, like I thought I was just going to sit down on my computer for 10 minutes to finish this one email. And I got lost in the process. And I, and, and now I'm an hour late to pick up this person. And I like, Really, you don't know better now. by now not to go and sit down at your computer and how lost you can get in that sort of thing? And I go like, yeah, I do it all the time. So the first thing I want to say to her is like, I'm really sorry. Um, it really hurts to make whether it's a moral failure or just a, 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 a tactical error or, or a, an act of forgetfulness. It hurts to let somebody down. Um, but I want to point out something, and that is that practically speaking, yes, she did the wrong thing. And I would say to her, like if I was sitting there, I'd go like, yeah, practically speaking, you did the wrong thing, but only because you thought it wouldn't matter. That's right. Only because you thought it, it didn't matter. You know, you, you think, I mean, I can just sort of feel her thoughts. So it's like, how can my presence matter to someone while they're unconscious?
1: Well, right. Uh he's sleeping, okay, so I'll go do something else for a while, right, and then you know hope and we'll have time, yeah, and you know on on some level she she misjudged the amount of time
0: that she would have absolutely and and sometimes we also mis we m- misjudge the importance of our presence and, mm-hmm. and and because I would say like her presence probably didn't matter to her grandfather. My my guess is at night when you're dying and everybody knows you're dying at 97, you're probably not cogent uh, in, in that moment. I mean, she went to say goodbye. They knew he was dying. Um, but when but, but, but you know when we watch over somebody who's sleeping, I watch over my kids when they were little. Sometimes when they were sleeping, I still watch over my granddaughter once in a while. You know, we put her to bed and then I go back in there. Spend about two minutes just looking at her because they're so cute when they're sleeping. And, uh, you know, it, they don't, you don't, it only matters to somebody later when they wake up and you say like, I watched over you or, or when you're in the room and they wake up and they see your face there. And so the reality is, is that, you know, she thought she'd be back in the room by the time he opened his
1: eyes. Right. That's probably what she imagined when she left the room. Yeah, absolutely. Clearly. Yeah, And she probably, or she imagined that
0: he had longer to go and that she would be there when he breathed his last and didn't wake up, Mm -hmm. you know? But either way, she thought like, I was here to sit with him while he died and I didn't, I didn't
1: get it done. Right, right. Yeah, he's kind of a failure of execution. Like I wanted to be there and do this thing and I didn't end up doing this thing. Yeah, and but
0: she's honest. She's like, "Look, it was because like I thought I could sneak in some work. I thought I could get something done." Right, right. And and so she's sort of like, "That was like, uh, like I shouldn't have put my my work in that moment ahead of my grandfather."
1: Well, that's a hundred percent true. But yeah. work has this sort of momentum, doesn't it? It's like there's always a, a pull to it, especially if you do work remotely. And in in some ways, this seems like a a function of the way we do work after the pandemic part, <laughs> you yeah. know, or like work is part of life and life is part of work. So the lines are blurred now. And so now it's almost inevitable that we're going to h- hear a story of the lines being blurred in an important moment,
0: yeah, that and that's a great example of that. that yeah, I mean, that's a great that's a great uh, observation that this is this is probably going to be a common thing where like I was looking at my email when my you know when my daughter hit the home run, I was you know I I, I, I was taking a call. You know when when my son said I do, um, and so you know what I would say is like on on that level it does feel like a, she's beating herself mo- up morally like I did the wrong thing, and and the only thing I can say is like when you have a moral regret, the the good news is is that people that have moral regrets are people that are trying to be good. Like, you know, a moral regret indicates that you have a deep down in you, a desire to do the right thing. And in this case, you know, that her regret points to her desire to love her grandfather. Right, right. And 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 in this case, or to make him feel her love. I wanted to be there and I wanted to be present and I want, and, and that's a good
1: thing. So in a way, this is a, f- this is sort of her realizing that, this isn't who she wanted to be in that moment yeah. and she's not, you know, so she's it, disappointed in herself, but it indicates like,
0: Oh, you sound like a lovely woman. Mm-hmm. You sound like somebody who wanted to love this old person in their final moment, you know, or, or maybe she wasn't there for him. Maybe she was there to comfort her parents. Right. You know, and, 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 you know, maybe it was important to them that she be there. Um, But, but, but either way what i would say is that the, the 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 anguish she's feeling now is a clear indicator to me <laughs> that her devotion is not fake <laughs> like so she wasn't pretending to be devoted like in order to like get a better spot in the will or in order to like you know that she, she, i mean she's wrestling with this because she really want, cared about these people right. or this person no that's a really good point and and what, what that makes me think is is that her grandfather or whoever it was that was that she was really there for they probably were well aware of that devotion long before that day and so like if in fact she was there because she was devoted to her grandfather i'm guessing that in the you know 26 years prior to that her grandfather had probably picked up on the fact that this kid loves me and what i would say is is that having the, the conscious experience of being loved by your grandchild um, to the point where you might even look around and go like, gosh, where's she? I would have expected her to be. That kid really loves me. Like even that disappointment of going like, wow, you know, I know this person loves me, so I don't know why they're not here in this moment, which I don't even think he probably had that. But even if he did, I go like, it's, that's the shadow of the light of the fact that she loved this guy, and that probably he was very aware of that love,
1: yeah, yeah, do you think that's a partial fear here uh, underneath these words? it's like did did he know that did he know how I felt like a lot of people have that regret when someone dies, right? They didn't say it enough, they didn't let them know enough,
0: and that may be that may be part of it, but the way she writes this letter makes makes me think that you know she she went and looked in on him and then she went to to do all the work she came back like that her parents knew why she was there so she wasn't like sitting with her parents like talking about what it all means that that, like that there it, it sounds like these relationships were fixed and this was just the moment when he was dying and she just wishes she was there with him so like my guess is that She did if she had gone over there to tell him for the first time, I forgive you, you, you know, and 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 I love you and I care about you, and I don't want you to die not knowing that, or like, you know, to wreck like she wouldn't have gone in to do her work. Right. This this was a relationship that was settled. And and I think like sometimes we know we're in a relationship with somebody where even in the midst of like misunderstanding, we go like but but this person knows what I feel like like I, I Marty sometimes said you know we'll, we'll be have a, a negative moment and I have to go somewhere or she has to go somewhere and you're going out the door and you're going gosh I hope I don't get hit by a car and this is the last right <laughs> <you know, laughs> what a drag like the last thing I said was like I can't believe you didn't you know make that phone call and uh, and I go like, I know I I'm, okay I suck I got to go um, <laughs> but if that happened I trust. That she wouldn't, it wouldn't be very many moments before she would pull back and remember the totality of our relationship. And so, I, you know, I don't worry. Like, I, that, that wouldn't be poetic. It wouldn't make a good movie, but
1: like, that's not, that's not. No, exactly. In, that last moment doesn't negate a lifetime of loving kindness
0: in a settled relationship. Now, there right, are times right. when somebody, like, I gotta get there in time because I've gotta change the narrative right. You know before the end and you've seen that where sometimes that really does happen and i you know i've known people for whom the last conversations that they had with their loved one turned it around and made it possible for them to live with the memory in a much more beautiful way
1: mm. but that doesn't sound like this right right no and so what i would no, say i didn't is get that from this no. at all there was no background of like hey it's been a fraught time with my grandfather or anything like that is more just this she's really focused on this one last moment yeah, and yeah. how she messed up. Which by the way, hell of a question for the rest of us is think about your relationships
0: and ask yourself how many of them are settled. Like not not finished, but I just mean like where the person, where you go like, yep, that person pretty much knows exactly how I feel about them. And yeah, I've, I'm pretty confident that I know how they feel about me. <laughs> I don't have any questions and I don't think they do either
1: right so that if something that's a happened, good place
0: to be yeah no
1: it's very good because like yeah because if something happened you're going to want to know that they know what you would tell them if that last moment was was offered yeah. if there were i know exactly what the content of that conversation would i know be. with i know where we are i know yeah. who we are yeah and so and, and some as you know
0: you have an unsettled relationship
1: and it, it's good
0: to be reminded that hey you want to you know like if you have the opportunity to kind of work something through or to express apology and forgiveness or or to, or to clear up a misunderstanding, it's it's always a good time to do that. Um, but in this case, I go like, I think that whatever love she had for her grandfather, I think he was aware of it. And so therefore, what I would say is to her, what I would say to her is, Oh, it turns out that your mistake wasn't a moral failure after all. It wasn't a failure to love him. You loved him. It was an error in judgment, like you said, John. It was a failure to recognize that this wasn't a situation in which she could risk even the tiniest distraction. She left, she she opened up that laptop, she looked at her phone, like whatever it was, and like she opened herself to being distracted at a time when she's right. She would have been better off for her sake. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The guy was unconscious and maybe he died unconscious. Like, but for her sake, she would have
1: been better off just staying focused on the task at hand. Do you think that's maybe a a little um, reprieve here a little bit is is just to concentrate on the fact that like, this matters to me, but it didn't matter to him in the same way? It, It probably didn't matter to him. Well, if he was unconscious, you know, yeah. if he was asleep I mean, if, the whole if, time.
0: Unless he woke up in one moment, looked around, said,
1: gosh, I'm alone, and and died, which probably isn't what happened. Probably okay. it isn't what happened. And even if, he, even if he did wake up, it's not likely that he knew it was his last moment anyway. And, and yeah. what's more is, even if it mattered a lot to him in that moment,
0: it doesn't matter to him now.
1: Right, right.
0: It's the old Epicurus line, like where death is, I am not. Where I am, death is not. Mm -hmm. So, so she may go like, oh my gosh, like he, he felt this, like whatever brief moment of feeling was even possible in that moment, like it is over, it is done. Like that person is feeling no sadness about this. That's that, I mean, that is the good news of non-existence. There's a lot that we miss about the, you know, those of us that grew up thinking that we would see everyone again and have a big party that would last forever. Like we lose something when we lose that belief, but I'll tell you what, what we don't lose is is worrying that that person that we wronged is for a million years going to carry that wrong around in their heart and feel the pain of it. Um, You know, so, but, 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 you know, here's the thing, you know, you go like, I think she made a mistake. I think she got distracted at a time she shouldn't have been distracted. Mm -hmm. And and like, and she goes like, how am I going to get over this? And I go like, I'll tell you how to get over it. Yeah, how do you get over it? The best way to get over it and the best way to honor your grandfather's memory is to know better next time. Because I promise you, my dear friend, there will be a next time when you'll need to shut out the rest of the world and stay fully focused on the person or the people that matter most in that moment. There's a car accident and you go to the hospital and you sit in the waiting room with people put away Mm -hmm. your damn phone, you know, like there's a wedding and, and you get there and, 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 and you're there, you know, to, to be present with these people, like, you know, put away your damn phone. Um, it's the day you're taking your kid to the big football game and the game starts at two. Like, don't like, like go pick the kid up at, 11 and go to lunch on the way to the football game and make it the whole, make it a whole thing. Don't squeeze it. Right. Like that's the thing, Like especially if you're ADHD ish like me and like you try to squeeze something in and how many times in my life has the thing I thought I was going to squeeze in, expanded out and meant that I showed up late. Or showed up not present, or the other person felt like I wasn't really thinking about them five minutes before I got there. I, I showed up unprepared, and you go, like, listen, there are there are times when, like you ought to stop maybe at the beginning of the day when, when you got something and going like, hey, how important is this thing? And, and 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 is this a is this a time when I should not risk distraction? If we that's why regrets sh- are, can be important and they shouldn't be avoided like we shouldn't try to like don't worry about it let it go like all that stuff like no stop and think about what happened here because regrets can help you make better decisions and they can help you put forth more effort next time and they can they can give more meaning to the the time when you do it right like like i I have been to I have been to events where I didn't show up fully and I allowed myself to be distracted and I regretted it. And sometimes now I'm at, I'm at an event and we, and, and we I walk out of there or we look, walk out with Marty. We look at each other and go like, Hey, I think we really did it. Like, I think we really were there. Like, you know, we, we showed up like, like I remember being at Roman's wedding and at the end of the day going like, you know, what do I regret about my like? Like, where was I distracted? Where was I like? Not, not for a moment. I knew what I was there to do. I would, I would, I was prepared to do it. Did by the way, did you hear all that weirdness on my phone? Yeah, I heard your phone ringing. Okay, hold on a second. It's Miranda. M- Miranda. Hey. Yes? I wish I had time to talk. I'm literally right in the middle of making a podcast, but I see all those cute faces and I feel really bad about saying this. Hi, Luca. Hi, Maya. Hi. What are you calling to say to me? We wanted to see if you wanted to go to Woodburn Winterfest with us. I would love to. Unf- I, like, I'll tell you what. Are you going? When are you going? We were going to go pretty soon. Okay, like yeah, I'm gonna be done with this in about ten minutes. Oh, okay. Well, do you want to go? Yeah, I do. Did you okay. talk to mom yet, or is it just me? Uh, I'll, I'll call her. Call her. Okay, later, Gator. Bye. Wow, I, I feel like such a jerk. Like <laughs> they show up and on the phone. It's they're they're Facetiming me, and they're all like cute, and they're, they're going all like, being all all sweet. Yeah, and You're right, like I'm so. busy. Right, <laughs> I'm busy talking about how you should be present for your family. <laughs> So, uh. yeah, I mean, there have been times when I, what I wasn't present. And then there have been times when I walk away from an event that I thought about and resolved to be present. I'm not going to let it happen. Like it did at Jojo's thing. Like right. I'm not going, I'm not going to try to squeeze in a, a counseling client the morning of this thing I'm supposed to do. And I walk away, and I, I I said no to something, and I was like, uh, uh-huh. and at the end of the day, I look at Marty, and she looks at me and goes, "Like, wow, that was a good decision. Mm. That was a good decision. We were here, right? I'm so glad we flew in the night earlier and slept over rather than trying to like save a few bucks on the on the hotel and and you know and and squeeze the the, the thing in. Like like there are all these situations where I leave margins now to be present for things because i know that like it feels awful to screw up a once in a lifetime opportunity
1: no definitely
0: yeah and and what i would say is hey my 26 year old friend if this is your grandfather's last lesson to you if this is his last gift to you if it if it turned out that this was when you really got serious about preempting your distractions when you know you need to be present i think your grandfather would be thrilled. He would say, "Small price to pay. Oh, you're going to have a much better life, and so are the people that love you. They're, everyone's going to be so much happier if you learn this lesson, and if this is what it takes, I'm, you know, like proud to be the one because I, I know I would be." Yeah, that's cool. That's a cool thought. There will always be times coming when you're going to be tempted to try to sneak something in it. And sometimes it's really good to go like, is this really a good time to do that? And sometimes it is, you know, sometimes you, sometimes like I was going to grocery shopping today. and I stopped and got to catch the last 10 minutes of the Morocco game while sitting on the side of the road. And uh, it was glorious and I'm glad I snuck it in. But like, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to weigh the moment. And that was her only, that was her
1: only mistake. And and what I would say is like, okay, you misweighed the moment. Can, can I can I make a, a point? I, I, I sort of feel like there's a chance that this person is grieving the loss of her grandfather and would be grieving this loss no matter what, but her mind is sort of attaching that grief to the fact that she wasn't in the room at the time. And so the, the grief is really taking the form of guilt, but uh, it's really just grief, you know? That's so, that's, I mean, I don't know if that's true, but like- I don't know that, either. That's so, could be true. I just, I just think people do that, don't they? I think so, and I think she can maybe give herself a chance to sort of, grieve. Yeah, Yeah. focus on the right thing. That's a, that's a great. There's a
0: great note. Like, hey, it is really easy in a situation that to look for the one thing we did wrong, and then beat ourselves up and make it about us, and so that we because guilt is something like maybe that's something
1: we can handle better than just loss right it's like there's something my my mind can do it can yeah beat myself up right now it's almost yeah. like yeah yeah it's almost like
0: when you know somebody's get having a baby and they go like go go boil water like <laughs> they just want to give you something to do right. and in a sense like
1: we. <laughs> I, emotionally- I always love that because i always imagine like they come back with the water and like right. what is
0: what do you want me to do what's it <laughs> but like what we tend to do is we do sometimes look for an emotional wi- a way of a way of punishing ourselves but a a way it's almost like i guess a better analogy is it's almost like when some young people cut because there's a lot of pain in a lot of different ways right but like this is a form of pain that they control Mm -hmm. and that that they inflict on themselves and so it gives them a sense of relief and a sense of control right and and maybe this is a kind of an emotional thing that we a lot of us do i know you're right it might not be in this case but but Regardless, there is a moment where I go like, take the lesson, give that to your grandfather, say like, hey, I wish I wish I'd have done de- differently. I'm going to take the lesson here, mm-hmm. and then turn your attention because because the real thing to be thinking about right now is the the longer haul of that relationship and what this person meant to you and and there are a lot of different ways to grieve, but like grieve and focus on your grief that you know you say like how do i grapple with the choice i made and the answer is you resolve that choice you go like i was wrong this is what this is why that was a mistake this is what i'm going to do differently next time and you forgive yourself and then you and then you turn to like what you you know what you wish you had turned to in the first place which was let me grieve my grandfather right right which is a good thing to do it's painful but it can be a really good thing to do to really sit with and to process the loss of somebody that you love.
1: Yeah. And I, and I like your idea that it, like, it's not like no regrets, you know, it's like regret has a function that can actually be, uh, make us better. Yeah. Hey, uh,
0: you know, I, I said this to her when she sent me the, note. I said, Hey, look, I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to devote a, an episode to it. It's, it's a, it's a really valuable question. Um, And, but I also said, like, I really appreciate your, your asking, asking me, asking us, because, um, I don't know. It just, to me, it's like, wow, I get like, we kind of have a relationship with our, some, at least some of the people in this audience. Like, you're people that we have a relationship with because you, you, you feedback and you tell us what you think. I've gotten so many notes recently about the episode that we did with that Josh Horner guy.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Josh Kaufman. Uh, Josh Kaufman.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. funny. It's funny. I have a friend whose last name is Josh. His name is Josh Kaufman Horner. So, <laughs> <laughs> really, um, yeah, he can't sing. That's um, crazy. Yeah, no, it's funny. He he sent me a note. He listened to the podcast. He was like, "I thought you were talking." Wait, what? Um. <laughs> <laughs> but I've gotten so many letters about that. Yeah, and it lets me know that people are feeling with us and thinking with us and. You know watching and, and trying to figure things out with us and so yeah so th- thanks good thanks thanks to her for writing this for writing this question yeah and thank you bart oh thank you john and how do we end these things I, do i say something to the effect of like this was great i'll see you next time
1: something like that i, I think, think human, you just I, said
0: it yeah 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 because this is this was great and i and we will see you next time and uh and we're grateful
1: hear an exclusive extra episode every month please go to patreon.com slash humanize me you'll also get bart's monthly newsletter over there and get access to some great humanize me merch our supporters on patreon are the ones making this show happen for more information on bart go to bartcampolo.org also if you choose to listen to the podcast on spotify we have a listener poll that you can take part in every episode including this one so join us on spotify Humanize Me is produced by Katie Johnson-Smith, me, John Wright, and Bart Campolo. Hey, you could be larger than life. Oh